If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. We're going. <laughs> You're just trying to introduce yourself like differently in every episode, right? Is that what's yes. happening? Yeah, okay. pretty much. I'm trying to okay. get you off balance. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so today we're discussing the Dragon Quest Heroes games. Woo! Specifically, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Uh, As which goes are... to the non-existent Dragon Quest Heroes 3. Well, I'm talking about Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Which That's is... true. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, uh, you know, they originally came out on the PS4. Now they're available on Switch, but only in Japan right now. Um, they sat- do play on North American Switches, but they don't have English translation. No English. Like, for some reason, they don't even have English subtitles on there, even though the subtitles exist. So, okay, so when we go back and edit this, we just need to have, like, a sad trombone playing the whole time we're talking about right now. We're just like, wah, wah. So anyway, so let's just jump right in here. Uh, the Dragon Quest Heroes games, if you've never played them, they are different from the mainline Dragon Quest games. They basically kind of function uh, through their story. They allow heroes from other mainline series Dragon Quest games to come into this world so you can battle uh, with them and play as them, uh, which is a really cool mechanic. Um, It's really, um, you know, it's an action RPG is kind of how I sell it to people a lot of times. uh, Because to me, I know when I was trying to sell it to you even, I think I, I said it was like a... Um, you know, it's more like, because you were like, oh, it's like Dynasty Warriors. I don't like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it's a, with it being a Muso game or however you pronounce it, like, I'm not big on those. And so when you were saying that it doesn't quite play like a traditional Muso game, I was m- way more interested in getting into it because it's, uh, it's not just, you know, hundreds and thousands of enemies, even though they have them, it does, it does feel more. Uh, more like a, a typical action RPG, just e- easier enemies instead of just having a few harder enemies. Right, right. Yeah, I think I explained it to you when I was telling you about it all those years ago, that it kind of it plays almost like more like Kingdom Hearts than Dynasty Warriors. Where, right. Where, um, and you know, and part of that may be you get that airship in the first one, you get the town in the second one, and all of those kind of things. Um, so th- there just feels like there's more to do um, as opposed to like some of the games like what's the Zelda one that came out for Switch? Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, they kind of did the same thing with that one where they brought in characters uh, like the roster was from other Zelda games, kind of like the yeah. drink. And I feel like, you know, Hyrule Warriors, it was like to me, and it's the same kind of problem I think you have with Dynasty Warriors is that like I bounced off of it pretty quickly because it just it felt way more repetitive. Yeah. 
That's my big problem with these games is that not that they're not good because they're they're generally very high quality games. But as a genre, I get really bored at the repetition that that typical game loop for them doesn't have enough nuance in it for me, at least to be able to uh, to sit for hours on end for long periods of time and actually play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was did you play Hyrule Warriors? I've played a bit of it. It was one of those that I played at a friend's house and then decided not to buy because of it. Because by the time I finished one level, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think I'll ever finish this. Yeah, that the same thing happened to me. I played it at some family's house and uh, they yeah, I, it was fun while I was playing it. But I was yeah. like, I'm not going to buy this game now. Having played it, it just wasn't I, I could tell that I was going to get really tired of it. And so with that being said, if you have never played, you know, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 or 2, they're very inexpensive now. You can buy these, like, the physical copies on PS4 for, like, 12 bucks most yeah, of the time. Yeah, very cheap. And they're great games. It's you know, well worth $12, you know. It's well worth, like, 30 or $40, I think. But, yeah. Um, but, um, if so if you don't like Dynasty Warriors-type games like that, then... Uh, you know, I, I would say give it a try because I feel like there's more. Well, number one, I feel like with Dragon Quest Heroes is their their story, and I felt like especially the first Dragon Quest Heroes game, I felt like had a pretty decent story. You know, I mean, the bad guy is fairly like run of the mill, generic. The, right, yeah. the the four original characters that you get because each one has their own little original characters you can play as as well. The original characters, you know, I, I liked all of them. Um, and the story was cool. I liked the, um, you know, I liked everything generally that happened in one. And I guess I guess before we continue with this episode, I should mention, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 was the first Dragon Quest game I played and beat. 2016. Okay, so with that, like it was the first one you played and beat. Was it the first one that you had played? Like just out of any of them, like, set hands on. Did you play any before that, or is this the one that first grabbed you and kept it? So, so I, maybe I think I might have mentioned this on in, in an earlier episode, but I had a friend who had Dragon Quest Eight. He was the next-door neighbor, and I remember watching him play part of Dragon Quest Eight. Okay. Um on there because and the the reason I remember this is because um for the longest time I thought Dragon Quest Eight was all about pirates. It was like a pirates game. Oh. Pirates. Because <laughs> he came over to my house, he would his name was Wade, and he came over all the time. He's the guy that got me into RPGs. And he came over uh one day and he had uh he had Dragon Quest Eight. And he, I now that I've played Dragon Quest Eight on the 3DS, I know exactly what part he was at. It's the part very early in it where you are. I don't even think Jessica is in your party yet. I think you're about to. I think she's a character there, but she's not technically in your party yet. Yeah. And you know, you're trying to get a boat. You're like on a port town. You, then you get a boat, and you're like attacked by the calamari, the giant squid, and then you end up in another port town. And so between between the protagonist having like the bandana and kind of sort of pirate clothes and Jessica kind of looks like a pirate girl and 
Yangus looks kind of like a tough Viking dude. And so me being a lot younger and only seeing that like hour or so of the game. Yeah. Um, I thought that Dragon Quest eight was that you were pirates. That that was like the story. I've always, for the longest time, I've always really associated uh, Dragon Quest eight with Rogue Galaxy uh, because they were okay. both games that came out kind of towards the end of the PS2. And they were both done by level five and they feel very similar. And, but Rogue Galaxy, you're pirates in space. And I thought Dragon Quest eight was you're just pirates, like, you know, in a pirate medieval type world. I and, totally understand not necessarily being terribly interested in that because I tend to bounce off of pirate stories very easily. Like I bounced off of Final Fantasy V the first time whenever Ferris and the the ghost ships and everything were a big part early on. I hated it. Like I hate that part of it. I still hate that part of it. And so it's it's interesting that uh, that you did the same thing with eight. And, and I've always. And, I see, and I like pirate stuff. Like Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game. I love, I mean, I love boats. So, you know, boat, ocean, oh, yeah. pirates, that kind of stuff, I love. Like the ghost ship in Legend of Dragoon, which was probably the first RPG I ever beat. That's like one of my favorite parts of Legend of Dragoon is the ghost ship and everything. And I love that I in like the, in like Nino Kuni 1. Um, anyway, I just, I like that stuff. But so. Dragon Quest Eight. The thing about Dragon Quest Eight, though, is I can't remember if I played it or if I just watched him play it. Like I remember thinking it was pirates, and I have all these memories there. But like I don't remember because you know when we were growing up and stuff. It's like sometimes you know he would just bring a game over and he would play it the whole time. But me and my brother Micah, we're just sitting there like watching him for like hours play this game, and we're never actually playing it. Right. And so and I so, so that's I not abnormal right i just don't I, so i really can't say give you a clear yes or no there because right. i have memories of eight but i don't know if i like technically played it i mean i definitely didn't own it or anything and then i also i had uh one of my younger cousins had nine on the ds uh, um dragon okay. quest nine that i watched i i didn't own it i feel like everybody who's like around the age of like 18 to like 22 played dragon quest nine hmm. on the ds like i know so many people who um who are like around in that age that um seem to play dragon quest nine and i just i really have no memories of it yeah i don't remember it at all but you and i have talked about that generation of ds games kind of passing us by and that we're now going back to them it makes sense that we wouldn't have played it right and i think nine even came out i think i was even in college by the time it came out it was just one of those games that you know totally just like flew under the radar for me i like i remember one of my cousins having it and then i remember um the seth green commercial that used to play on Comedy Central all the time. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Yeah. What not it Seth Green? I don't know. I've never seen it. All right. Hold on. So I'm going to Google this really quickly because I'm fairly certain Seth Green did a Dragon Quest Nine commercial. Let's see. Yeah, it's Seth Green. I feel like most people have probably seen this already because Nine, I think, is like a... a I think a lot of people have played Nine. But right. anyway, but yeah, Seth Green, he did this commercial and it was around the time that like I want to say it was right after it's when Family Guy was probably like at the peak of its popularity where it had gotten so popular again that like right. they brought it back to Fox and all this stuff it was like not long after that yeah Seth Green did this commercial and it used to play 
I remember seeing it a lot on Comedy Central uh, when I was watching like the Colbert Report and the Daily Show and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seth Green commercial. So there's a fun wow. fact for you. Fun Dragon <laughs> Quest fact with Austin. Straight from like 2009 or whenever it was. Um, so, so, so going back so, to your original question though, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 was definitely the first game I beat. Even if it wasn't okay. the first one I played, it's the first one I beat and it's the one 2016 they got me into Dragon Quest. That makes sense. Like, I'm glad that it did. And I hate that I actually never played through Heroes 1 because as I've played more of Heroes 2, like, it seems like it's a, it seems like it is an objectively better game in terms of systems. But I think that Dragon Quest Heroes 1 may be more along the kind of game that I want it to be because I don't think that I necessarily want to play this game and invest myself in all of the more complex systems. I feel like I want to get more, not have the RPG elements of it as much in it like 2 has. I want to be able to go out, kill the stuff, experience the story, see the fun characters, and uh, kill these monsters uh, that I love killing, and not worry so much about upgrading equipment and crafting and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. And 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 Dragon Quest 1, like, my thing with Dragon Quest Heroes One, one. It, Heroes. Sorry, yeah, thank you. It has it has all that stuff, but it's like it's in an airship, and it's all like fairly close together. You just walk between like the same like four or five booths there in like your airship. Whereas yeah. two has a town, and you have to there's a little square, you know, that you can go to shops. Yeah. But then there's like other buildings you have to walk into. There's like other parts of the map you have to walk over into. It just seems like a lot of like more unnecessary running around, and I know. Um, and to me, I much preferred the airship. But yeah, I totally agree with you there. It's like two has like some nice, like they have like the online stuff and the just some quality of life, uh, like upgrades from one. Yeah, but to me, Dragon Quest Heroes One is just is the superior game, and maybe it's because it's the game that got me into the series. But I have, and I have a lot, do have a lot of like fond memories with it. But it's the one that just, you know, and I enjoyed too. But I think the whole time I was playing it, you know, I kept telling you like, yeah, I still think I like one better, mm-hmm. even though like totally, yeah, I agree with you there. Objectively, I think two is the better game. But for some reason, one just, I, I like it better. And the the town in two, I'm just not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the gameplay and everything, but the town itself, I don't know that I think I'm spoiled by some other games that there aren't enough NPCs running around that this one feels too open and lifeless, where mm-hmm. if it were a little more compact, I might like it better. And I think I think it might be just you were spoiled from like because. I think when you played Dragon Quest Heroes 2, it was like right after Xenoblade Chronicles 2, right? Pretty close, yeah, is when I started it. So I think maybe, and it was it was like right after you played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Dragon Quest 8. So, yeah. so I think you maybe got spoiled from like the Xenoblade games and Dragon Quest games all have really good towns and really good NPCs, I feel like. Yeah, and I've also gone back and played it while I've been playing Persona 5, and that will like spoil anybody on who is interested in like socialization and NPCs and stuff feeling alive because it just it's just populated. And so I I probably, like you said, just spoiled. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you there. I even had the post that uh on DragonQuestAustin.com that I did last week was about how 
uh, Dragon Quest has like the best NPCs in any game mm-hmm. and how they're the Dragon Quest games are the only games that I actually go around and talk to all the NPCs, even if I don't have to, because they oh, usually have yeah. something fun to say or some like kind of like funny thing or like a story or something. And so anytime I come to a new town and Dragon Quest games I always run around and want to talk to everybody. And the Dragon Quest games are like, seriously, the only games that I play where like, I don't just like, cause some RPGs, it's like, I just run through because the NPCs don't really say anything. Yeah. And, um, it's like, and I, I could totally see that because in Heroes 2, they have this town, but compared to the mainline Dragon Quest games, it does, it feels very empty. It's like, there's, there's two buildings you can go into. There's the shop owners you can talk with. And then there's just like a few kind of like NPC models that you've seen other places, but they don't necessarily talk to you. And even the ones that talk to you sometimes like, oh, sorry, I don't have any quests for you today. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll sometimes, and then you just bounce off of it. It's like, I don't have anything else to say, but I don't have any quests. Yeah. Good impression, by the way. Yep. That's, that's what they sound like. <laughs> and so, which by the way, I think the, the that's not the, que- I can tell what voice you're doing and it's not the quest giver. It's the online dungeon oh okay it is who talks like that but good impression i totally knew who you were talking about <laughs> that's who it is um it's the want to go online to meet your friends yeah isn't that it no it's the person next to him that changes your costumes that's what it is the person for the dungeon is actually like the uh is actually a human but it's the person next to him the little flame is that the little flame guy yeah yeah, yeah he's like the copycat flame yeah guy. Yeah, he uh, he changed your costumes for you, and he talks like that in two. Yeah. So, but yeah, I totally agree with you there, and and I do prefer the um, the airship for DQ one. I also right. I also I really like the heroes in Dragon Quest Heroes one. Like the, I like the original characters better. Yeah. In uh, Heroes one than he- Heroes two, and I also like the the characters that you get because in in Heroes two the characters are fine. You basically get everybody from dragon quest (laughs) four yeah you do and then you get you know angelo and jessica from eight you get nobody from five which is maybe why i don't like heroes two as well um yeah i think those those are in heroes one though right they're in heroes one heroes two also gives you rough and maribel Mm-hmm. And I do seven is my least favorite Dragon Quest game, but also I hate Maribel. Like Maribel is the I don't hate many things in Dragon Quest games, but I hate Maribel. Like I actively hate Maribel. Can't stand her. Maribel is terribly annoying in Heroes Two, and I remember asking you at some point, like when I started Seven and first got Maribel in my party, I was like, "Is she as bad in Seven all the way through as she is in Heroes Two? And you destroyed me because you said yes. Yeah, she. I mean, she's worse, and I think that's the thing is that I don't really like many of the characters in Seven, and so and it has rough in Maribel and Heroes Two instead of. Heroes 1 has Bianca and Nira from 5. Right. And I loved playing Bianca and Nira in 5. I kept them in my main party throughout all of Heroes 1. Bianca is like, I know I said this last week, but Bianca is like my favorite Dragon Quest character. And I played as her a ton in Heroes because she had she had the bow. And so especially when you're farming like kills and like drops and stuff, her like, you know, her moves with the bow there, like yeah. Reign of Pain and things like that. 
just totally, you can just wipe out so many enemies. And I really, I really missed her in Heroes 2 so much that I turned, I played as Teresa in Heroes 2 because I couldn't stand the other dude, Lazarel or whatever his so name is. awful. I don't remember his name, but I like Teresa so much better and I can't remove the dude out of my party because I decided to go with him because I went with whoever the heroine is in Heroes 1 and uh-huh. I decided to mix it up because I was kind of going with both of them at, the, at that time mm-hmm. and I made a mistake because he's terrible and I hate him, but I don't want to restart the game. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I played as Teresa and you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, so I played uh I played as Teresa and I missed Bianca so much that I changed my vocation to thief so that I could use a bow. Oh wow. And okay. used her at and you know, basically played through all of Heroes 2 with a bow because I loved doing that in Heroes 1. And you do Angelo is kind of like the the bow user in yeah, uh, okay. in Heroes 2. You just don't get him until like fairly late in the story. And, um, and you know, I don't like Angelo nearly as much as I like Bianca. But um, so with Teresa, I just went ahead and got a bow for Heroes 2 to play that. Uh, so maybe that's why I didn't, I like Heroes 1 better as well, is just because I liked the characters in it. Because the characters, the two main characters in Heroes 1, I think their names are like Lucius and Aurora, right? In Heroes 2? In Heroes 1. And here's two, it's Teresa and Lazarel. I don't remember in one. I think, I'm going to try to look it up really quickly. I'm pretty sure it's Lucius and Aurora, yeah. So, uh, so and I played as the guy. I played as Lucius in, um, in one and liked it fine, because I didn't really like the character model for Aurora. Um, I like the character model for Teresa, so I picked Teresa. Yeah, and she has a great, great character model. And a lot of times in Dragon Quest games, if there's an option to play as female, I play as them. And I don't know. I think it's one reason is because a lot of times when they do the female models, they just look better. Like the, 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 uh, yeah, like, you know, just the styles that they use for them. I feel like, uh, look more unique than a lot of the guy ones. That was one of the things I liked about Dragon Quest nine is mm-hmm. that even though you, whoever you choose as your main character, you're obviously going to see them the most, right. but because you create your own characters, you actually go through the character creation. Uh, mm-hmm. You go through the character creation menus and system and process with the, any of the other characters you create. So you you go through the same thing that you do with your main character. You get hair color, hairstyles, male, female, all this. So I was able to make all of my characters look exactly like I wanted them to in it. So I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I'm not going to see the one that I really wish I'd chosen. Uh, so my entire party was just, that's one of the reasons I loved that one so much is my entire party was customized to me. Which, which is the same thing, which is the same way with, uh, Dragon Quest three where you can, yeah. I mean, just more, it's more elaborate, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And I always try to, I usually, the other reason I pick female, uh, heroes too, is because they don't give you the option very much in Dragon Quest games. So when they come up, like in, like in four, like I played Dragon Quest four as, as a lady, because I'd played through like, you know, four or five Dragon Quest games at that point, And that was right. always a dude. And I've picked the the lady on four as well. And while we're talking about good character molds, though, the, the lady on four is the only one that I feel like the female mold is weaker than the male. Like yeah. usually, usually the guy doesn't look as cool as the girl. But in four, I really hate the look 
of the girl in four. I don't like her hair. I don't like her like one piece swimsuit. <laughs> That's true. It, it like I, I get it. It's like a fantasy game from the '90s, so that's kind of like the thing to wear. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. Just doesn't look very cool. Like I think the guy does look better for four. I gotcha. Anyway, so Dragon Quest Heroes Two. Going back to some good things with Heroes Two is they do let you have the run through the dungeons and the online features that are there are cool. And you can go online in those with friends, and you can party up with uh, randos on the internet too. Yeah, which is which is cool. Randos on the internet, I like that. I beat Heroes One first, you know. I I bought it right. just you know as soon as it came out, and then I played two as soon as it came out. But then some game came out around the same time that I like pre-ordered day one, and I got distracted, so I actually didn't beat Heroes Two until about six months ago. Um, it may have been Eleven that you got distracted by. No, it wasn't Eleven. It was. Um, it was either Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Nino Kuni 2. Cuz I, I remember rem- I, are you sure because I remember you playing through Heroes 2 while I was and that was earlier this year. No, it, 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 yeah, it was it was so that's not when so I bought Heroes 2 and played it a little bit, got distracted. Right. I played it with you so we could do the online features and then didn't beat it again because Nino Kuni 2 came out. It would have been Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. And so and then I finally got around to playing it and beating it this last time. And almost platinuming it. Al- almost, yeah. And so I yeah, I've tried to platinum both of them. I know in a previous episode we talked about how we love the arbitrary platinum trophy system. Like we're addicted to it, even though it doesn't mean really mean anything. I tried to platinum Heroes One and Two. And they've just got some some of those trophies. They're just such major time sinks. They are. You know, with Dragon Quest Eleven, I platinumed it, but you don't have to 100% the game to platinum Dragon Quest Eleven. Right. I did because once I platinumed it, I still wanted to play it because I loved Eleven so much. And I don't right. love... I don't love Heroes 1 or Heroes 2 enough as much as 11 to spend another 30 hours basically farming for like two or three drops. Yeah, with the random element of it, there's not really any. That does not sound fun. And so I got really close, especially in, in with Heroes 2. There's some hard to kill post-game monsters where like you kind of have to grind up some levels to take them down efficiently. And then there's some drops you have to get that are rare drops from these. It's like a monster that only appears, one of them appears in one zone. They take like a long time to take down. And then there's like the rare drop is this. And so it's like, I just didn't, there were other things I wanted to do with my time. It's what it basically yeah. boiled down to. And so um, I never did that with two, with one, you had borrowed one from me and then yeah. and given it back recently. And so I plan on going back with one and trying to finish up some trophies on there, you know, because I, I really liked Heroes 1 and I want to kind of revisit it. So so my question for you, though, is because I played both of them, after you do the non-story stuff, like when you're playing in dungeons or playing in other things in Heroes 2, so I can go and play as the heroes from the first one. Oh, okay. It's like they all, they all show up as characters and they level up. Like you give them skill points and do all this stuff as you go through the game. You just can't actually select them when you're like trying to play through story stuff. Okay. But they still level up with you. I was wondering, is it because I have a save file from beating the first one? Or because you 
you don't have access to that on yours? I don't think I have access to that on mine. I haven't seen them at all. If it is, then I have not noticed it in any of the character stuff that I have that, that I've seen at all. I felt like it was probably because I had beaten the first one. Because even one of the characters that you get from Heroes, uh, like you don't get until after you beat the game. Right. So I thought maybe, so the fact that all of them were there already at the beginning of Heroes 2 made me think it was just because I had a save file from one already. Yeah. Which was really disappointing to me too, going back to the whole Bianca thing, because I wanted to play with her instantly. And then you can't in Heroes 2, you can when you're doing like the extra side stuff, but just not in the story. Which is why I was very glad that you unlocked the vocations because two has vocations. Oh, yeah. And the and the vocation system in two isn't as elaborate as it is in like nine or seven. No, or six. no, not at all. But um but in Heroes Two it's got a, a pretty nice one and I liked that you could do the hybrid stuff, like you know, you, you get up the mage and the priest and then you can you unlock sage and stuff like that so i like that they had a few of those hybrids in heroes too yeah it made things interesting i just didn't necessarily you know spend a lot of time on all of those i keep trying the bow on it but it's not necessarily my play style i like playing as cesar or desdemona the two original characters mm-hmm. in uh, heroes 2 mm-hmm. because they're like great weapon wielders one has a great sword and one has an, a giant axe and mm-hmm. i just love them like those are definitely more my play style mm-hmm. and the mage too i like actually being the uh, the major wizard or whatever it's called uh-huh. because of uh i like being able to stand back and uh, just blow stuff up with it it's mm-hmm. fun and that's why that's actually why i liked bianca and nira in the first one is because you know bianca she's got the bow so she can stand back rain of pain things like that frizz yeah and just you know take out so many monsters from really far away and nira she has a lot of those moves that are that you're talking about that the mage has in heroes 2 yeah you know nira could run around doing that and she could also heal my party uh, so i had i had a healer and then but nira also had some good like mage attacks and then anytime i needed to you know combat up close i would just switch back over to the hero lucius and uh play as him which is really nice that's something we haven't mentioned is that you can switch between characters in battle just by pressing like L2, you just pop to a different character in the in the queue and just take over. So if I guarantee you need to heal, I just switch over to Tornico and heal myself, which yeah. he's the first character you get in Heroes 2. And it was my introduction to him. And I love him. He is hilarious to I, me. Yeah, I love Tornico, too. I didn't I don't like playing as him in four. But I love his character in 4, and I love him I love him in Heroes 2 as well. Just because, you know, he's a goofy guy. I like him. I love when he says japers. <laughs> yeah. Especially in Heroes 2, because it's voice acted. So it's like, japers! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I really like that kind of stuff. So you said, I know at the beginning, I, I mentioned Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime, which I noticed on your notes here, you say, what is Rocket Slime? So you hadn't heard of it? Like, I've heard of it, but I mean, like, what is it? Like, how does it tie in with the Heroes series? Like, I haven't looked up, like, gameplay or story or anything. I've only ever just seen images of it mm-hmm. because it has been just off of my radar mm-hmm. that it was with the side games and stuff. I've actually more invested in learning about Monster than I have Rocket Slime. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of where I've been. Like, I, I Rocket Slime, it's on my list. It's, it's for DS. 
Right. That's just for their original DS. And it's on my list, uh, but I'm kind of the same way. Like I've been like I, I have the first Monsters Joker game that I'm wanting to dig into pretty soon. You know, we're gonna get the Switch version of Builders Two and then Eleven pretty soon. So I know I'm gonna be playing those games when they come out. I mean, we're getting Builders Two in like what about a week and a half? A couple of weeks from recording this. Yeah, by the time people listen to it, it might be this week. So I've just had other games, but Rocket Slime, it's it's listed it's a Dragon Quest Heroes game. Um, it's just, it's different from the Heroes 1 and 2 games like we've been talking about. So with Rocket Slime, you you play as a slime. And the this is the part that makes me want to play it, is that you, the protagonist is a slime. And you're playing, you know, with, there's like a, you know, slime kingdom and all this other stuff. So you're getting to see like cities with slimes, which is, you know, it's really cool. Especially I thought you would love it because you love right. the blue slime so much. Oh yeah, I love them. Your voice is going out. I think it? I'm losing my voice as we're talking. <laughs> I think I may have to stop this dude. Like, yeah, like it's weird. It's like happening in real time. So I try to do most of the talking now. But anyway, so uh, because they're slimes, they're blue slimes, they don't have very good like defense or offense, you basically um, drive around in like tanks and stuff and like cannons and things like that. And you're like blasting through enemies, taking out hordes of enemies in your little tanks. That sounds pretty cool. It's like heroes in that you're kind of taking out hordes of enemies and things like that. But it's very different, almost completely different from Heroes 1 and 2 like we've been talking about. I know Heroes 1... Had, it had like the subtitle. It was like called The World Trees Woe and the Blight Below. Yeah. And then two got a subtitle, I guess, in Japan. And some people started using it before it came out over here, just as like the translation, you know? And it was something yeah. about like the twins and the prophecy the and all twin this. Twin kings and the something prophecy, maybe. Yeah. And anyway, and then when, but when it actually came over here to the States, like it doesn't have a subtitle on it. It's just Dragon Quest Heroes 2, which I thought was weird that they just decided to drop it like that. Especially since all the rest of them have it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really like weird. Dragon Quest games in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of like an odd thing to bring up right here. So your voice is going out. So I don't want to keep. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to keep this going too much longer. And I'm sure we can do follow-up episodes on Dragon Quest Heroes. Well, and one thing that I wanted to ask about the uh, Heroes 1 characters is like the original characters. Because I like Cesar and Desdemona, like I said. Yeah. How do the Heroes 1 characters, like com- the original characters, compare to 2? I, I, like I like them much better. Did you like the originals better as well? I, I like the original characters for 1. Well, I take that back. I really like Teresa. Uh, Like, I like Teresa a lot. Maybe, maybe better than any of the originals from the first one. But if you're going for like quantity, I guess, I like more of the originals from the first one than I like of the, than I like from the second one. Because the second one, you know, Lazarel, I just, I don't like him at all. He was super annoying to me. Yeah, he's the worst. And I really like the the king. It's the original character in Heroes 1. I cannot think of his name right now. Is it Doric? I know who you mean, though. I think it's Doric is his name. And so uh, Doric, he's the king there. And then uh, there's also the original character. Uh, her name is Isla. I don't think I got to her. Uh, she, li- she lives in like the little steampunk looking town in the first one. She's like an engineer. Uh, so she makes stuff and she has a boomerang is like kind of her weapon of choice. I didn't like Isla very much in Heroes 1. She's kind of the weak one for Heroes 1 for me. Like, 
I like Desdemona fine. I don't really like Cesar very much, but I like playing as Cesar. I really like his character model. It, it's kind of one of those things where, like, my thing with Heroes 2 is that a lot of the personalities of the original characters I don't like very much, but I like playing as them. Ah. Because with Heroes 1, I basically just played as characters from other Dragon Quest games. I kept, I kept yeah. my one hero, but then I played as the others. And with Heroes 2, like I played with Teresa and Cesar pretty much the whole game. And then I think I played Heroes 2 mostly with Kirill as my healer and then Elena as the other fighter. Yeah, okay. So, you know, so it's kind of hard to say in terms of I liked more of the original characters in Heroes 1. But the character I like the best is Teresa in Heroes 2. Okay. And she is awesome, so I get that. So Your voice sounds so bad. Did you just start, like, smoking in the middle of the... I don't know what happened. <laughs> it sounds so funny. It does. You sound so hilarious right and now. This is me not doing a voice, you guys. So, uh... It sounds like you smoked, but also, like, sucked on a helium balloon. I'll occasionally lose my voice like this, and it's gonna be out by tonight. Uh, so we'll have to do a follow-up episode with Heroes later on, but I think we hit a lot of our major points today. Feel free, you know, tell us about your favorite Heroes characters or you know if you like Lazarel, we did not so if you did you know let us know and let us know why we're interested in knowing that kind of stuff you can talk to us on twitter at dragon quest fm you can leave us voice messages you can also subscribe to our newsletter uh, you can find all that stuff at dragonquest.fm we should have a newsletter our first newsletter coming out pretty soon, hopefully. Right. Having some uh, newsletter exclusives that we're going to start trying to get out on a regular basis. You can talk to me personally on Twitter at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also keep up with my weekly Dragon Quest blog. That's at DragonQuestAustin.com. Uh, you can talk to BJ directly. Um, on Twitter, I'll just jump right in and do this part for you because you sound like a cartoon character. Is uh, you can talk to BJ on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Professor Beej. That's Beej with two E's and a J on the end. Uh, and then he's also part of the Geek to Geek podcast, uh, which you can listen to him there. Uh, you can also read some of his blog posts at geektogeekmedia.com. And then. Uh, Last but not least, we are proud members of the geek to geek Media Network. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. I'm a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs>